Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, this is Jeff Cohn, again, host of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders, broker owners, and thought leaders across the country. We have an amazing guest today in Mr. Will Penny, coming to us from Cleveland, or Northeast Ohio. Uh, what did you say, just north of Cleveland? Just south of Cleveland. Between south of Cleveland. Cleveland. I botched the intro. Will is um, an expert in real estate. The thing that really stood out to me um, in the time I've gotten to know Will is the fact that he has built the Navy SEAL team that we've spoken of a lot on the Team Building Podcast in that he has a huge network, a couple thousand people that they drip on uh, two emails a week with videos and um, they do bomb bomb and create high value content for everyone that follows them. Um, Will does all the highest income producing activities, which is the initial engagement and, and uh, the negotiating. But most of everything else is leveraged through salaried buyers agents and listing agents. So we're gonna have a fun time today. Will, thank you so much for jumping on this podcast with us. Very excited uh, to have you or have you you have me on here. Um, Absolutely. I've listened to a lot of your episodes and uh, I was really excited to hear from you guys. Well, thank you for being on. We appreciate it. Will shared with me, I'll brag for him a little bit, spent all of January and February on vacation, a vacation destination that they enjoy in Florida, if I got that right, Will. Yeah, Marco Island. I love Marco it. Island. So everyone will have to check that out. Um, and he spends about 20 to 25 hours a week. Him and his wife own Penny Real Estate Company and Will serves as the president of the company. So Will, uh, just start off maybe helping the audience members know what is your structure look like? Do you have a listing coordinator, transaction coordinator? How many buyers agents, how many listing agents, et cetera? Sure. So um, last, uh, last year we sold just over 250 homes. Uh, my wife's the broker, so uh, she handles um, a lot of the inner office stuff. Um, I have a team of myself plus two people. So I have uh, Rebecca, who's been with me for 11 years. Uh, she's my showing agent. She's a licensed showing agent. Uh, she gets a salary, um, paid vacation, 401k. And then when she works with a buyer, uh, she gets paid. Uh, a bonus. And when she works with her own seller, she gets paid a bonus. And then on top of that, she shows all of my buyers houses. So that's her uh, position there. So when I meet with a buyer and they sign a representation agreement, we set up a group text, uh, set up a search for them. She shows them homes. And then once uh, they find one, I jump back in, I write the offer. Although she's perfectly capable of doing that, um, right, generally I will. And then uh, I'll usually attend part of the home inspection if I haven't seen the house, just because my number one goal at our company is for everyone to remember me. So I try to stay involved during the parts that they would expect to be involved in. Yep. Uh, okay. So then, let's talk about that really quick. I know this is part of your yeah. intro. And yeah. I, um, I want to say a segue point. We never apologize for being awesome. And you guys have an awesome team. So feel free as we could continue the podcast today to continue to share that. But um, in terms of the times that are most important, um, of course, I have my 
perspective and opinion, when would you say are the most important times for anyone wanting to follow this model? When should you be there? When should the you know, Rainmaker be a part of it? And then what would be some of the best functions to leverage slash outsource to somebody else in a salaried position? Right. So I got to my position by being uh, very controlling. So I wanted to make sure that I see a lot of teams out there right now, they're lead driven, they're lead dependent. So they end up attracting agents that are um, just all they care about is getting leads. Their conversion skills are terrible. They sell seven to 15 homes a year. And then the, the team leader gets 10 to 20 to 30 of those. And they do several hundred, 500 transactions a year. They can never grow organically though, because the people are just lead dependent. So I, and then what happens is at the end, no one remembers the team leader. So I wanted to make sure that when we started our little thing, that at the end, they remit my clients anyway. Um, obviously, the other people on my team, I want them to have their own identity because I want them to be, you know, to have, they want, they have their own career and I don't want to take from that. But with my clients, I want them to remember me. So if uh, they're from your world, they'll stay in your world. If they're from correct. the agent's world, they'll stay, stay in the agent's world. world. I like that. Yep. Because I want them to have a, a strength and identity and I don't want them to leave. Yeah. Right. So um, to answer your question, uh, I handle all buyer and seller consults for me. So I, I'll go out, look at the house. I have a two-step listing process. I'll go out, look at the house, uh, bond with them. Then I'll do a market analysis. I, go, I do the market analysis myself. I go back. You I, literally go on to your multiple listing service and pull comps? Yeah, I do that. Wow. Okay. Um, so because I don't, I, again, I don't have to show houses. There's like all of the admin stuff I don't have to do. So I don't, I've got plenty of time to do this, this kind of stuff. Cause I want to make sure that I'm picking a price and using my 32 years of experience mm -hmm. to help them. And you know, that's what, that's just my thing. So I'm not it's saying you choose, it's what you choose to do. I you wouldn't have to do anything to do. if you didn't want to. Correct. Yep. So I choose to do that. So I go back, um, I lock down a price. I have them sign a listing agreement then I leave. Then I, uh, Tina, who's my listing manager, uh, who's been with me seven years. She's fantastic. Tina and Rebecca are the reason that I, that we are able to do what we do. They're wonderful. They take ownership in our business. Um, I love they're it. compensated well. And I, I couldn't do any of this without them. And they I'll quickly say, Will, for every top team leader I've interviewed or broker owner, it's the exact same thing. There's no way any of us could be where we are today without amazing direct reports, amazing support staff. Correct. And of course the clients that support us. So Correct. I'm glad I'm you mentioned just, that. Thank you for yeah, doing that. Yeah, but I'm not saying, because my team is so small, we have six heartbeats total, um, seven, including Jen, who's a admin. Um, but there's, you know, there's mainly six of us. So to answer your question, I, so I, I leave the listing appointment and then Tina goes back, she measures, she coordinates with the photographer. She picks up the disclosures. She puts a lockbox on. Dotting eyes, crossing T's. She does You're all the, the initial appointment. Yeah. And okay. then she gets it live. Um, we have a showing service that handles all the showings. Yep. And then once an offer comes in, I handle it. Okay. And then same um, thing on the buy side. Buyer's agent showing property. Buyer's ready to write. They've had that initial meeting with you, both the buyer and the seller. When it's time for offers to come in on a listing or the buyer's ready to write, I'm you come it. back in and you're negotiating everything. Who's negotiating yeah. any contingencies like the Me. home inspection? 
You're going to negotiate everything. And then everything after that in the escrow phase, which today's taking like 45 to 60 days, I'm assuming T- that's getting handed over. Tina handles um, escrow letters, responding to yep. the title company, looking at the settlement statement, all of yep. it. And then who's, jump- who's doing the final walkthrough and closing? Depends on if I've been, if I've been in the house once, that's the key. I don't want to ever sell a house where I'm not there. So if I've been in the house already, then I'll have Rebecca do it. Okay. And if you so haven't, you'll do the final walk. I haven't, then I'll go. Okay. Right. Um, so that's the way that works. We don't have to attend closings here. We don't have round table closings. They're all escrow. Um, so that, that part works fine. So um, th- that's pretty much how it works now. On top of it, that's very important, which makes these two uh, people on my team absolute rock stars, is that they each sell between 20 and 30 homes a year themselves. On top of all of the servicing of your deals. So they are, they are my, yeah. they're my team, but then they go out, um, they both have goals to bring in between 20 and 30 listings or buyer transactions okay. per year each. So they both get salaries. Um, so do they get paid better on their own deals than on your deals? On my deals, they don't get paid. Because they're getting a salary. Do they get any bonus on your deals? No. So on their own deals, they're making a commission split, the higher commission split? So Rebecca gets a, she gets a salary, um, but she doesn't really have um, an admin role in the office. So I front loaded her commission with a salary. So she gets a flat fee uh, on a listing that she brings in that I handle and she gets a flat fee on a buyer that she would sell a home to. And on that one, she handles the entire transaction. I have no involvement. Okay. Okay. Um, and then Tina, uh, Tina gets, uh, she gets uh, a commission. And the reason is, is that Tina has a full-time role as an office manager and listing manager for me. And she hand, every closing goes through Tina, all 250. And she still manages to sell 20 to 30 uh, homes a year herself. She's that's awesome. Phenomenal. So for anyone listening, um, and you're at this point in this call, you've heard me a lot talk about this Navy SEAL team. That's where a rock star like Will decides, you know what, maybe I shouldn't be showing every single house and I shouldn't be answering every single question the seller has. Well, Will had enough business or at least took a shot in the dark that he would have enough business and was able to hire positions that we're going to dot the I's cross these, not just transaction coordinators. These are full-time buyers, agents, full-time listing agents, so that he could do the highest income producing activity. And Will, I have said on so many stages and in so many podcasts and to so many coaching clients, if they want to stay in the game, this is the way to play the game. You're doing it the right way. And I kind of threw, like, challenged you a little bit on the CMA because I would even outsource that function. But if you want to do it, do it. You know, And I tell um, agents all the time, if you want to do the list press or you want to do the measurements, you got to do a few things to show the client that like you're involved, right? And it's not all getting leveraged optically. And I love, I've been using that word a right. lot lately. It's a nice Navy SEAL word as well. Optically, you want to look like you, it's your show. And so optically with your client, you're there for the big events. Right. But you add up all that time, correct me if I'm wrong, you're probably less than five or, yep, there you go. I was gonna say five. So he's probably truly five if he has a stopwatch. And again, please understand, I I got into this business when I was 19 years old. I'm 51 now, okay? Mm -hmm. So for anyone listening um, who's new. This takes uh, time. This did not happen overnight. But we're gonna have a we're gonna have a fun mathematical equation because it's thirteen hundred hours at twenty five hundred hours a week. Or sorry, twenty five hours a week. Yeah, I'm not. 
I used to work a lot. I worked weekends. It all stopped in 1996 when my son was born. So I had a showing agent starting back then. Uh, the one who's been with, who's with me now has been with me 11 years. Um, I used to pay my, the first, if I'm allowed to say, um, if you've got an agent on here who's an individual agent, my first move was hiring a part-time hourly W-2 showing agent to show houses for me yeah. on the night and on the weekends. That way I could show houses during the day, but I never had to show houses at night and on the weekends. That's because I had little yeah. kids. We actually share our business plan is for free on our website. Go to growwithers.com. You can download a version. Our first recommendation is a transaction coordinator, um, but that's if you're a full-time agent servicing. Um, sorry, if you're a team leader wanting to break away from having to service, um, following Will's model, I don't think I disagree having that buyer's agent role because the biggest time suck in our world is showing houses. Absolutely. Waste so I made time. that go away. Open doors, baby. No need to have you there. People always say, if, if you're not the one opening the doors, why would they call you again? And I hope Will already made that point because Will's doing all the highest, the highest uh, most important activities. And you're, you're telling the buyer when you have that initial meeting, hey, I've made this person available 24-7 to show. That's not where my value is. But I am here to answer any questions you might have when you are ready to make your offer. I'll do the CMA and I'll negotiate for you and I'll do everything else. And people love it. They actually don't want the rainmaker showing houses because they feel like they're inconveniencing them. What I have always said, if you want to net a million a year and put in 40 hours a week to net a million dollars a year, you need to be earning $500 an hour. And so anything I do, I need to make at least a million a year net for my time. And so anything I do, even this 20 minute podcast episode, I ask myself, did that 20 minutes generate $500 worth of revenue or it break down to what, $150 or something like that. And that's working smart, not hard. And so you figure out when you can figure out what you want your time per hour to be worth, then just bill at that amount. Once you know how much time do I have to spend on a buyer or a seller going to speak at an event, whatever the activity might be, go to mow your brother-in-law's lawn. You now know what you need to make per hour. And that's how you get yourself to where you need to go. But I know, Will, you're speaking to that newer agent. We don't have as many newer agents listening. I know we do have some. Our focus is to speak to team leaders, entrepreneurs, business owners. Um, and I think you've done an amazing job at that. So thank you. And to continue. So I know before when we jumped on, you were talking about making sure you've stayed in front of your audience. And I think this is key. I made the mistake because of my ego in 2014 when I stopped selling. I told everybody, I'm not selling anymore. I'm running the team. I'm the owner. I don't sell real estate. So all of my friends and family who were Stop sending it. me hundreds of leads, Stop. sent them to their next best friend who's a real estate agent. And I thought, I assumed they'd send them to me and then I would send them off to my agents. But because I said I'm not selling, they stopped sending me leads. It's a huge mistake. So you did not make that mistake. So share with our audience. You talked about Zillow and your success there and two emails a week. I think all of that stuff is really important that we all understand that no matter what, optically, we need to stay in front of our clients, even if we're not doing anything. Yeah, so I decided in 2009, well, actually, no, 1997, I wanted to, I went to a Joe Stumpf uh, by referral university, by referral only university uh, main event. And I left there, that was 1997. So I'd been in about nine years. I was 20, whatever, uh, 28. So I decided then that I wanted to have a referral-based business, right? I'd already been doing a really good job at it, um, but it was harder to keep in touch back then, right? Because you had to either send birthday cards or, you know, you couldn't text them. Right. Um, so 
from that point on, we changed our process, uh, my process in my head. So I, communication has always been very important to me. I'm a guy that maybe it's because I'm 51. I answer my phone. Um, I'm always worried that I'll OG of real estate answering a cell phone, but no one answers it, dude. That's true. It's crazy. I don't answer mine either. Every realtor I call, I got a a couple I don't answer. The rest don't. You got to text them. Yeah. And they make a hundred grand a year. (laughs) If anyway, um, there's no excuse for it. If I can answer my phone, um, whatever. So my point is, is that, uh, I wanted a referral-based business. So in 2009, so I was keeping in touch with my clients a lot back then, you know, mm-hmm. through a monthly newsletter, a mail one. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's called Service for Life. They, they, Craig Fort, you ever heard of him? He since sold the business. Okay. Uh, but it's Service for Life newsletter, it's got trivia questions. It's not real estate related. It's something you read on the toilet. It's good. Just a little fun. Still use it. Yeah, still yeah. use it every month. Okay. I still mail it in the, with a stamp every month to 800 people. Okay. Um, so in 2009, I decided I, I joined Zillow, paid him 300 bucks a month, and my rep Elizabeth Arnold, who's a rock star, uh, hates Zillow, love her. She told me that you need to get reviews. So um, I'm like, okay. So I decided I just found this guy that had the most reviews in my area. It was 60. I said, okay. So I got to do better than him. So back then, the one move that I made that was a good one without realizing it was getting social proof out there early on. So now no one can get ahead of me now. I got on Zillow. How many? Seven, 800 reviews online. That's awesome, man. Good job. So how do you get the reviews? And that's what everyone asks. And whatever you do for your review strategy, what we have found is you got to do one place consistently over long periods of time. So pick your place. Is it Google? Is it Yelp? Is it Facebook? Is it real satisfied? Is it Zillow? We try to do all of them and we have a systematic approach, but we found with most coaching clients, we say, just pick one. Zillow arguably is the best place because that's where majority of your consumers are going to go. So if you wanted to guarantee yourself the ability to convert the most amount of people, how do you go about getting them to give you a Zillow review? So here's a disclaimer. Don't ask for for reviews unless you know they're going to give you a good one. Mm-hmm. So where most realtors drop the ball, see, when you start focusing on reviews, Jeff, um, you're going to change the way you do things. Because if you're, if you know, you're going to ask for a review, then you're going to make sure that you've returned their calls, answered their questions, set expectations, respond, do the things you say you're going to do, be accountable, be on time. Because otherwise, how hard is it to get a review out of you? I'm not going to give my accountant a review, even though right. I like him. I'm not going to take the time to, you know, the 30 seconds to give him a review. It takes a lot to get a review out of someone. So as yeah. I've said before, reviews are a byproduct of an excellent relationship. So before you start talking about getting a bunch of reviews, unless you want them to be uh, sketchy and all over the place, you better strengthen your process. Love it. Agreed. Well, and we, I, I would never the- leave a review to someone that just emailed it to me. I would need a phone call. They can leave me a voicemail and say, hey, Jeff, it'd mean a lot to me if you'd just take two minutes to give me a quick yeah. review. I'm going to shoot you an email or text to the link. Would you be willing to do that? Question mark. That's going to get a response. Yes. And so I, I now have five. We have 520 something reviews on Zillow. We've got okay. one bad one. So I'm pretty proud of that. It's 2000, September 2013. Ah. Right? That's when the bad one was. You never forget the bad ones. On the side of the There's always yeah, the one. one bad one. I responded properly to it. Yep. And always you know, address it. 
I, I responded to it, said, I, I feel like I let you down and I'm going to use this to do better in the future. Where a lot of agents drop the ball is they try to excuse it, make excuses that and they look like they just look like look way worse just own it right so i stopped i'm not asking for as many zillow reviews anymore because my prediction um is that zillow is going to make that whole thing blind when they try to go to a flex-based program um they won't be able to control it if they have the agent profiles on there so interesting that's just my opinion. and that i'm not probably going to disagree with that correct so if you so what i did last summer i got a my college uh, uh, nephew to copy all of my Zillow reviews and put them on an HTML page. So I have them all because if they ever make that thing go blind, I got them. So then what I did is I set up a Google profile. Now we've got about 70 reviews on Google. Google is a home run. It's free. Everybody goes there. I get about 300 people a month going to my Google profile. Wow. And can Google so, Analytics track that? I didn't know that that's trackable yeah. to know how many people click on your yeah, profile. Absolutely. You can get the Google uh, business Google app. But what I did is I hired HomeSnap. We've all heard of HomeSnap. Uh-huh. Uh, well, we have here. I don't know if you guys have. We've heard there, of them. They're yeah. a national company. Uh, well, they have a little service. It's four or 500 bucks a year. They'll optimize your Google profile and they'll send you a daily tracking report. And you can post right from the little app and uh, tells you how many people have gone to your website, how they found or how. Uh, your Google profile, how they found it. It's excellent. Just your Google business profile. They'll optimize your Google business profile. And HomeSnap posts all my listings to my Google file. Um, And then I post, like we we just bought a a moving truck, a wrapped moving truck. Um, I posted a picture of that on there and it me use our truck for free. Um, best marketing tool ever. Um, cool. If anyone wants to see Will's profile, just go search Penny Real Estate Ohio, and I'm pretty confident it'll probably pop up. Yeah, or on Instagram, you can see us there. So, um, what was your? I got off track. No, you're great. We're doing awesome. This has been loaded with content. I do want to invite our listeners, if they haven't already, to go out to iTunes um, and go out there and give us a five star rating. Let's help other top team leaders, broker owners, um, and thought leaders find this podcast um, in the search by giving us a great review. Also give a shout out to Will if you found some value in the topic that we discussed today. Also, I've been been getting a lot of messages about our team leader and agent coaching products. Uh, Right now, we're offering a 30-day free trial. Anyone that signs up, go to ersdemocall.com to have a custom one-on-one call with our director of growth to learn more about what's offered at the team leader level and the agent level, or go to our website, um, EliteRealEstateSystems.com, click on learn more. And we'd really appreciate you guys to check that out and to go out and give us that rating on iTunes. Will, any final thoughts? You've been in this business a long time. You shared with our audience, you're over 50, um, which is super young still for a real estate agent. I think the average age still is around 60, maybe late 50s. Um, what's the future for you? So you're working this hybrid Navy SEAL model. Do you ever stop working with clients and turn it over to anybody else? I don't think so because as you can tell by my personality, I'm a good leader with my small group. I didn't, I do have, I have to put a shout out to Mark Young, who's one of my best friends and he has a team with me. So there's six of us, my team and his. Oh, wow. So we sold 250 homes. Okay. So we're both, we, we, he opened up an office for me in Akron, which is about 20 minutes away. So he's part of our company too. So there's two teams. Okay. Um, I, 
I really, you, you need to get in front of as many strangers as possible. I think that this is still a belly to belly business. If you use uh, just texting and emailing, I think you're, you're never going to be the best you can be. Uh, I think that you need to get in front of people, build relationships. It's a relation ba- relationship based business and you can have success. I don't think that I'll phase out. Um, my goal is to go to Florida for three months a year. But with my current setup, as long as I can stay relevant, keep my people and keep moving forward, I, if you got to do something in your day, this is about the most productive I can be. So I think that I'm probably going to just stay what I'm doing. And then maybe my son, who's 23, he just graduated from college. He just, I just sent him to work at a mortgage company so he can grind it out for a couple of years and then maybe come back. But um, I think that I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. I'm Awesome. It's a good thing. And I hopefully, you know, as long as we stay relevant, we have a staging company, we have a moving truck. We're the only independent in our area that does that. And that's how we keep our fees up. Yep. I love it. And I think that's a great place to be. Will, I will tell you, a lot of people don't know what they want to be when they grow up. Getting to a point in your business where you can say, hey, I'm really happy with where we are. We'll obviously improve our product. We'll improve our systems. We'll improve our processes. But I'm good with my life. That's the place I'd like to help everyone get to. That's the place I'd like to get to myself. And so I think that that's a really awesome answer. I know a lot of listeners are not at that place yet in their business. And I would challenge everyone listening, get to a place where you can say, yeah, I I like this. Maybe my goal every year now is to spend a little more time working away from home or not working at all, whatever each person wants for themselves. And I've always said, if your organization cannot be the answer to someone's dream, they need to find a different organization. So I'd say that to us. If what we have built is not a solution to helping us get to our dream faster, making more money, less time, less energy, then maybe we need to go a different route. Uh, Will, you brought a great perspective to the listeners today, giving them ideas of how they can stop servicing the deal from A to Z and maybe just pick up two or three entry points where they can create the most value um, and spend the most amount of time with the client and then let your amazing staff support the transaction the rest of the way. Uh, This has been a fascinating interview and I really appreciate the time you took out of your busy day and lifestyle to make this a reality. Thank you. I appreciate you having me, man. It means a lot. Absolutely. We'll keep doing what you're doing. We'd love to get you back on sometime in the future and see how things are going. And until next time, stay safe out there. Thanks, man.